Camp, Camp, Camp Radio. Camp Radio. Camp. Welcome to Camp Radio, a podcast production of TN Baptist Camps, the official camps and conference centers of the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board. Camp Radio, discussing trends and issues that will encourage ministries and churches in their efforts to impact people for Christ. To learn more about TN Baptist Camps, visit us at tnbaptistcamps.org. Now, today's Camp Radio. Thank you for joining us on Camp Radio. My name is Kevin Peerage and I'll be your host. God has called all believers to share the good news with the world. And because the world has become so much smaller than ever before, today believers can share the gospel with the world in their own backyard. Today we have with us Martha Espinosa. And uh, Martha is the ministry or yes, ministry assistant uh, to Ethnic Ministries at the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board. Martha, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me, Kevin. Well, Martha, you know, I've known you for a while. And, uh, of course, we all love you very much. <laughs> and you have uh, uh, done so much ministry uh, at Carson Springs and Linden Valley with uh, different programs. And and so uh, my, my girls and my wife mm-hmm. uh, think you're the greatest person in the world. So <laughs> thank you for just spending some time with us, while, especially while you're here during All Nations Camp. Yes, it's <laughs> such a blessing to know you and your family and the girls and Deborah and, and everybody, all the staff here at Carson. I, I love everybody here. They're so helpful, and I'm always glad to be home. Yeah, well, thanks. Well, I, I wanted us to, to, to start off really just talk about you. So tell me a little bit about, you, about yourself. Well, I was born in Venezuela uh, to Christian parents. They were saved when they were children in Venezuela, uh, and their parents and, and grandparents are fruit of American missionaries mm-hmm. that went, went to Venezuela that went over there in their early 1900s, I would think. Mm-hmm. So uh, my father was raised by his grandparents. Mm-hmm. So my great-grandparents were directly saved by uh, missionaries that left everything hmm. to come to, you know, a very poor country. And um, my great-grandparents were saved. Also, my grandfather on my mom's side and his wife, my grandma. And they raised their children in in the Christian faith. And so I was raised in a home that loved the Lord and served the Lord all the way. Um, my parents and also... Dimas's parent, Dimas is my husband, mm-hmm. Dimas Espinosa, and his his grandparents were also saved by American missionaries. Mm-hmm. And my father-in-law is, is a pastor and a musician, and so Dimas was also raised in a Christian home. And we were both raised going to camp as children, mm-hmm. children's camps. And we, we actually met at camp when we were young. We didn't talk too much to each other. Um, it took quite a few more years until we actually, uh, but we, we, we met at camp and, um, I, it was such a blessing to grow up yeah. going to camp. Now camp in Venezuela, of course it's been, it's been many years since I've been there. <laughs> uh, but there was seemed to be, I, I remember I, I worked at, uh, Camp Carabobo and, mm-hmm. and but, there were a lot of other camps. They're more like government-run yeah. uh, type of camps. No, they were church church, church camps, camps okay. um, or church um, denominational camps. Actually, church denominational. So, Dimas grew up in a different denominational, not Baptist, and I actually grew up in a different denominational. I grew up with the um, Evangelical Free Church of America, mm-hmm. and they have a camp in Maracay. And uh, Dimas would spend some summers in Maracay. His cousins 
lived in Maracay. So I was friends with his cousins. Mm. actually called them cousins before even knowing Dimas. Because his dad, long story, lived in my house when he was single with my parents, helped them out, you know. And so I called his uncle, uncle, (laughs) even (laughs) before knowing Dimas. So just how the Lord had everything together. My dad was friends with his dad. And Dimas grew up coming over to this camp in Maracay, which was uh, for the evangelical free churches. Um, So then uh, my father, later on, we moved to a Baptist church. And then I grew up going to Camp Carabobo. Before before I became Carabobo, we had another Baptist camp that was very, very old and also not in the best conditions. Right. So thanks to a lot of help from American missionaries and the and that um and I know you were part of that mm-hmm. and many of you here in Tennessee that went over to Venezuela to work with the Baptist Convention in Venezuela that we had that partnership. Mm-hmm. I mean, I translated for a lot of partnerships that they came over. Yeah, when I was only about 15. So when we bought the camping Carabobo, my dad was involved of that as well. So I I remember seeing a lot of American people coming over and help build and and clean up the camp and I mean that's one one of the best looking camps in Venezuela to be yeah, honest with yeah. you cuz um nothing nothing compared to what we have here yeah. Carson of course Well it, it, and if I remember right it was pretty nice I think I was there I went four different times I remember when we had our first program cuz I went over and stayed I stayed a month and uh, I lived with uh, a journeyman during that time, and, and we helped do their first program at that oh, wow. camp. It was kind of neat. The other times we went and did construction, so mm-hmm. I helped lay block on some of those. Wow. I mean, it's such a neat experience, you know, to build, to yeah. be a part of something like that. And it was a farm, I think. It there, was a farm, yes. I remember was a pig, there was a pig farm farmer. behind it because we could smell it as yes. we were working. <laughs> when the wind blows, <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yes, yes. But I grew up, though. It's crazy that... You were there, and I was probably in and out through right. that time. Cause yeah. I remember translating a bit for the team after that. they We left them there, and then I had to go back home. So that's crazy. That is. Yeah, and it was neat that they, uh, the Tennessee had a partnership with Venezuela mm-hmm. during that time. I actually was working at, uh, I was in college, mm-hmm. and uh, I was working at a associational camp that was sending teams from the camp there, and I was a oh, part wow. of that. So. It was neat. It's, it's really is kind of neat how yeah. our paths over, uh, you know, we cross over we each cross. other's paths, yeah. and uh, especially when Tennessee has these partnerships with different countries. So yes. it's just really it's neat. such a blessing. Yeah. I I was so blessed to be able to be part of that partnership when I was in Venezuela. I help um, hear your testimonies, and I had to translate them for others to become followers of Christ or decide to follow. The Lord in ministry, all those testimonies that I had to translate and see lives change in Venezuela. Did you have any idea during mm-hmm. that time that you would end up working for the Tennessee no. Baptist Mission Board? No, 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 no. And see, my father worked for the Venezuelan Baptist Convention. Yeah. And he was he was like like Brother William Burton. Right. He was the the church planter for. The Baptist, so it's also like full circle. Yeah, yeah. So I, I've seen my dad work and be part of of the team and a discipling team and training teams that he led to plant churches and 
and now I'm here it doing you know all of this I wish I wish you could see it yeah mm -hmm. well Venezuela is very different now than, so different yes. yeah I just remember it was so open people were so uh, just receptive to the gospel mm -hmm. during that time and I, and I think probably people still are but the, it's just a very difficult time for that country, and we need to it continue is. to pray. Continue to pray. I appreciate yeah, that yeah. very much. Well, now, uh, like I said earlier, you are your title is the ministry assistant for ministry or ethnic ministries, mm -hmm. and so um, and actually, William Burton, I've had him on a podcast before. Uh, which he is actually, when you work for the convention, sometimes your titles get real long. You know, you have, <laughs> have multiple things yes. that you do. And I think he, he, he works with ethnic churches as well as he's uh, new church plants mm -hmm. and he's a specialist and mm -hmm. other things like that. But you're involved in all that, right? I'm mostly involved uh, with the ethnic church plants and ethnic ministry. Yeah. Now, of course, your job is... You know, just like other jobs at the convention, you, you may end up doing other things too. But your yes. primary uh, responsibility is with ethnic churches. Correct. Well, that's neat. Well, and, and that kind of leads us to, you know, All Nations Camp. It, it's such a great camp. How many years have you been doing this? Or actually, how long has this, this camp been existed? existence? It's been in existence. This would be year number 20. It would have been 28th if COVID didn't happen last right. year. But so it would be the 27th camp. Um, and I've been doing All Nations camp. I just I just celebrated my fifth year in the TBMB this June. And so this is actually my, my fifth camp. I would have been my sixth if I had one last year because I kind of started my job out two weeks before camp yeah. uh, five years ago. And then um, I just I just love it. Now, I've been with the convention for 14 years, and so this camp has really grown. It has. I mean, just what I have seen. Yes. And so I know we've had, at least we've maxed out, not quite 500, just under 500. Almost 500, That was yes. our biggest camp. And then then we tried went to dividing it because we were, we were concerned that we wouldn't be able to house that many. And then uh, uh, COVID hit. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it, and now it's, it's evolving into, yes. to, into something that's, probably more efficient to conduct yeah and um and probably even expand even more so but more manageable for you guys yeah uh, so like this week we have uh, still all nations camp but it's youth camp yeah it's youth camp this and, year and we have a pretty good considering we're coming out of covid yeah uh, 100 and uh 120 120 mm -hmm. that's pretty good it I is think. it yeah. is and these guys are they, most of them are from East Tennessee, but we do have some from West, right? We have two churches from West Tennessee, yeah. which is very good. Which that's about six, seven-hour drive. Mm -hmm. So, But that's normal. Yeah. I mean, when we had children, they were driving from Memphis to yes. here, which is all the way across the state, and it's it a long an, drive. Yeah, it was an all-day all drive for them because they have little ones. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I think that's interesting because there's two different cultures going on here. And mm -hmm. I, I say two different, specifying a ethnic culture and a typical American culture. Mm -hmm. We wouldn't drive. I mean, youth groups drive across the state or in def different areas. But as an individual, small church, uh, even just a weekend, they're not going to drive eight hours. <laughs> take their, especially their children yeah. to a camp. But within... The ethnic culture, that's no big deal. Yeah. I remember us having uh, our camp in Carabobo, and they would drive across the country, country. Mm -hmm. to come to camp, yes. which I just couldn't believe it. Across the country. And, yeah. and they didn't always drive. They would ride 
bus buses local local buses yeah and and i rode on it and it's not fun (laughs) it's not fun (laughs) so you had that experience too wow yeah yeah (laughs) yes so you know so i think that really means something i mean so you really have a hunger yes because you know when once they try it the first time they want to keep coming they see that it's worth it and that is that's our goal that they see that it's worth it to pour into their spiritual lives Mm -hmm. For just one week, but it's worth it. Now, you don't just advertise and say, hey, we're having a camp. Everybody come. Mm-mm. It's more to that than that, isn't it? It is a little bit more to that. We, um, Pastor William, uh, because he is the ethnic specialist, let's put it that way. He, he travels across the state and he visits and he talks over the phone with every ethnic church. We're not just talking about Hispanic, but we have... Um, other speaking languages, we have Korean languages, we have Arabic, we have um, Laos, we have Spanish, of course, and I'm missing a lot of them. But Guatemala, and there's one I, I had. I had a guy in one of my classes today or yesterday was uh, from uh, not from Israel. Yes. Yeah. Yes, and also Brazil. We have some from Brazil, and also um, we have a, uh, an, another Asian group, and then we have another island group the islanders um anyway they're from they're here in east tennessee so he he does contact a lot of these churches around and he talks to them and every conversation comes all nations camp and he has the dates already because we have that by you know already set up so that's it's a one-on-one personal relationship that he has with the churches he gives them my phone number we have a video on our website, on our camp website, that is always there for them to look at and see what we do. Mm-hmm. And also, um, they can call me if they have any questions. And I, I try to build that relationship that Pastor William has that already. I try to add on to that relationship as well. Yeah. Well, and, and actually, All Nations is more than just a camp. I mean, it's yeah. uh, at, when we have our, our annual Tennessee Baptist Convention meeting, uh, we have worship service typically uh, on the the first night, and we have all nations worship service. Yes, and I and I, I think the biggest we had was eleven hundred, thirteen hundred. Yes, thirteen hundred actually. Yes, mm-hmm. I mean that was incredible. That was I think that was in Middle Tennessee yes. someplace. So it's become more so than just camp. Yes, it's really more of a gathering. Yes, it is. It is a huge gathering of all the nations and all the languages. I mean, even in cultural speaking, too, because even though we speak Spanish, a lot of Central and South America, we're all different cultures. So it's not just a a language gathering of different languages. It's a gathering of different cultures. Mm -hmm. But one of the things we teach here at camp and Pastor William is really good that at that too and we try to reinforce that with the kids is that it's not about our culture it's about Jesus culture it's not about how we do things at home it's mm-hmm. how we do things for Jesus so it's very interesting how all that comes together yeah I know in relationships, uh, you know, with, with especially with William, you and William, of, of interacting with uh, these pastors across the state is is really key to that. And I, I think that's such a good model. I, I don't know if the local church actually realizes, but, you know, the, the your missionaries within your state conventions, 
they know that they can we can set a meeting to, and they'll just name each pastor off we have over 3,000 churches mm-hmm. so I mean they can just name off their the pastor's names it's mm-hmm. pretty incredible I have a hard time remembering my own kids names yeah I know and, and so for me to remember that many, that many pastors it's difficult but but I know you guys have such a good relationship with those pastors that you know them by name and they can just call you up anytime. You give your yeah. cell phone out to them. Yeah. That's what it's all about. It's about a relationship. And they want to be is. a part of what any kind of all nations event yeah. that goes on because you know, you have this relationship with them. Yes. And so that's really the key thing about that. Now some the pastors may be listening right now and, and I'm I'm sure they're probably very intrigued in this and they think, hmm, could we do that? Uh, could we do that in our association? It, it, it's not like there's not a need, right? Um, you know, I, I don't have the statistics in front of me, but but uh, and we could easily get those. But you know, we have many nationalities across our state. Yeah, uh, many of those uh, are in a poverty level. Uh, many of those uh, are, are not believers. Many of those are very receptive to the gospel, and there are very many. There, there's a lot of of uh, of church plants, new churches of ethnic groups across the state yeah. that are very small that uh, are, are reaching people, but there could be more. And so churches can be involved in and in starting a church plant. Maybe yes. it might be a Spanish speaking church or a Egyptian church. Well, yes. it could be anything. anything. And, mm-hmm. uh, and, and so, and then I think relating to the convention, what, where, what nationality they, they maybe in their own area Correct. that they could reach, make a difference, mm-hmm. but they could put on a camp like this easy. Couldn't they? Easy. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, they can. Absolutely. I think um, relationship is key. If the pastors of each uh, church has um, um, ethnic ministry in their church, let's say a Sunday school class for Korean or Japanese groups or Hispanic groups, a Sunday school class, that's usually how some churches, you know, allow because of their their population in the mm-hmm. area and they will start a small group or a life group of with Hispanic families or, you know, VBS is also a great way to see your population, right. uh, how many kids or, or backyard Bible clubs mm-hmm. are also available, you know, where you can see in the community, the, the ethnic communities or people, languages that are coming over and getting to know them, inviting them to church. Um, and start a group and if you don't have a leader you can always contact the convention and we prepare um, leaders every church has leaders that are called to ministry in our language churches um, and pastor william can help with that as well we have leaders that are getting prepared in uh, training centers across the state um, hispanic churches that have their leaders going to our training centers to get prepared to plant churches. So if you contact Pastor William and you need somebody in your area, we will provide, because they're being trained or finished the training in our training centers, plant churches training center, and they will come over and help out. And they have, usually these leaders are either part of All Nations Camp or part of All Nations Celebration at Summit. 
They have been involved with one of the leaders, Pastor Tuches leads one, Gustavo Baez leads one in here in East Tennessee. Mm. In Middle Tennessee, we have one in Arabic and we have one in Spanish. So there are leaders that are available to, to help with that. All Nations Camp, they can do a day camp. Like um, Dave Shelley is our camp pastor here. He does day camps in his association. Mm. And if you want to do something similar to a day camp, Brother Dave is there, and he has been in All Nations Camp, and he understands also the culture from all these families. Now, I want to touch a little bit about that. I I grew up here in America when, when I was in fifth grade, and I went back home to Venezuela when I was 14, mm-hmm. when I was in eighth grade. So I was in elementary school, and I went to junior high, was called back then. And so... And when I started school, I was the only Hispanic kid. And then when I was in middle, in high school or middle school, I was the only Hispanic kid. We want to fit in. So we try really hard to speak English as perfect as we can because we want to fit in. We don't want to be laughed at or make, you know, made fun of or we are targets to bullying. And I was. And I know a lot of our kids probably that are here right now go through that. So when we have these camps with our culture, with our nationalities, with our language, they can be themselves and they know they'll be okay because even though you speak Chinese, you've been through the same thing that I've been, even though I speak Spanish Mm -hmm. at school. It was hard to learn English and our parents try to keep our culture so that we don't lose it. And, you know, we, my, my father didn't think we were going back to Venezuela, but we ended up going back to Venezuela. We thought we were going to live here. And so, of course, I wanted to fit in. And a lot of these families probably won't go back to their countries. So they do, they try really hard to fit in. We teaching them that that Jesus culture is like, you fit in with Jesus no matter what. And how to live like that in a school that you're being bullied at, or that you don't have enough English or you're struggling with math because they taught you math differently yeah, yeah. in your country and you're coming here in senior year in high school and you don't know how to do anything. So it's it's a lot. So when we do these camps and I know some people say, well, why can't they go to a regular American, you know, to uh, YC or to um, Journey? Well, it's just hard. Mm-hmm. It's hard. They won't they won't be able to talk because they'll be afraid because it would be like school. It would be like school, even though it's a church culture, but they don't know that when you're fifth grader, it's hard. So when you have all these camps that are just for ethnic kids that have been going through that, you know, Egyptians and and Chinese people and Japanese people, Korean people, Hispanic people, we all been through that. And even though we don't speak the same language, we've all been through that because unfortunately, this world doesn't belong to the Lord. So the enemy comes and attacks children with situations that bring them back and don't want to have anything with Jesus or even anything with Americans because it's really hard. Every Everybody has things against me and they're, or they're racist. And that's the number one word. Oh, yeah. if you're mean, you're just racist. And sometimes they're just mean, yeah. you know, and it's hard. So coming to have a, a small group or a small camp or a day camp or a VBS mm-hmm. that includes the multicultural, our church does um, is bilingual, his Spanish and English. We do an, a multicultural VBS and they see that they can fit in. They have kids that do that that don't speak English but there's 
staff that do speak Spanish or their language mm-hmm. or Egyptian. If it's we've done it with Egyptian or uh, Arabic speaking as well. Yeah. If if we provide the staff, you you need to have somebody, a few people in that staff, counselors that would teach, that will be available to mm-hmm. speak their language or to help translate if they need to, also to reach to the parents so that they can start coming to church. It's huge. It goes beyond All Nations Camp Week. It goes after this. The the pastors have a lot of work to do with all these families and probably kids that they invited that don't go to their church. They're probably not even Hispanic, but they came with them because they're friends. So they see the multicultural and they see the culture of Jesus here. Mm -hmm. And to keep preaching that at school, I know that for me was hard. And I grew up in a Christian home. But for me, it was really hard. I wanted to fit in. And it was hard to say, first of all, I'm Jesus's daughter. I'm God's daughter before I'm Daniel Robayo's daughter. Because sometimes you just want to be nobody's daughter. I just want to fit in. I just want to do this. I just don't want them to make fun of me. And, and, and kids struggle with that. So when we have leaders, we have here leaders that are Bible study teachers that are college age. Mm-hmm. And um, some of them don't speak Spanish. Some of them do, but they understand that culture. Mm-hmm. They These college kids are prepared. They have been coming with us for quite a long time. They're prepared. They know. They know how to help them that it's okay if you don't fit in. We're here for you. So having that uh, little bit of mix of staff with ethnic or the whatever languages you you can have from other churches to support you in your you know, week camp or weekend camp, all nations, ask us and we'll be able to find some, contact some churches that can probably provide some some help with that. Well, and, and that, I think there's some great insight there. I think a lot of people have, don't realize uh, that, you know, and I think you're right to have the, the attitude or thought of, of why can we not just have one camp and all, everyone just mm-hmm. be, participate in it. Which in, I guess in an ideal world, yes, yeah. but we don't live, we live in a sinful world and we always will until uh, we're, when, you know, God recreates uh, the, yes. the heavens and the earth and all is made new. Yeah. But we live, this is where we live now. Yeah. And because of that, I mean, you're right, kids, uh, they, they face these, uh, you know, they get bullied and, mm-hmm. and uh, it's difficult and they, they anticipate it's going to continue to happen no matter what Yes. Setting. I think it's important for for our listeners to know that. I mean, to me, that's even more justification to do some sort of type of uh, multi-ethnic event within their community or within their their church. Yes. So they can share the gospel. And I think you made another good point there. My experience of just being part of All Nations, and I always like to be very involved in it because I love this camp, is that uh, we've had... We've had many kids, many kids come to know Christ uh, yeah. uh, every year uh, during during this week. It's not like the typical youth camp. You come and the church brings their own church kids. Yeah. Our ethnic churches bring unchurched kids that are lost. I mean, that is evangelism right yeah. there. That's yeah. the model that the American, I say American, you know, the, the common local church needs to follow mm-hmm. that's biblical yeah it is yeah uh but but it's such such a great camp and great opportunity now since we live in tennessee we got re- great resources other state conventions if you're listening right now yeah you have within your own state 
uh, a representative works for your Baptist convention that probably handles their responsibilities ethnic churches and so those would be the people to contact if you're right. in another another country that you're listening to uh hopefully you might have some resources but yeah. we're available for anyone aren't yes, we yeah we are we if are. if you're in australia and you want to do all nations camp you can call martha call me yes <laughs> <laughs> and she will pass the information to you uh, you know, we're all on the same team. Yes. We're all trying to, to share the gospel with the world. Yes. yes and so are. I appreciate that. Well, Martha, thank you for taking the time just to be able to, to share a little bit. I love to hear your story and uh, just about how that's connected with the, uh, the TBMB as well as All Nations Camp, how you're a part of that. You have impacted hundreds of people's lives, especially kids across our state, around the world, uh, by all the planning that you do. And have done for All Nations Camp and all these different things. So I really appreciate you. It's it's a blessing. I am I'm honored that the Lord called me to do this. I never in a million years, like like we just talked, I would have thought that I would be here. And God brought me full circle to camp. Now in this in this side of the world in Tennessee to work for the Lord in ministry with Pastor William. This is not my job. It's a, it's a ministry, and I partner with Pastor William, and I also partner with many other people at TBMB, and to lead the ministry that the Lord has given us to do, and with you, yeah. and with everybody here at Carson. I am blessed to get to know you, and all these kids, and all these churches. I build relationships with a lot of the leaders, a lot of the women here. I start building relationship with those ladies that are probably some pastors' wives or leaders that are just worn out. And sometimes this this is their way, only time that they have. They take time from their vacation, and they this is their vacation week throughout the whole year. And they come here to be with their kids to be at camp. So it's a blessing to pour out, and you are a blessing to me. Hmm. That's all I can say. Well, thank you. I appreciate you being here. Uh, thank you also for those who are listening to us right now. Uh, if you're listening on iTunes or Spotify, leave a comment and follow us. So that will help other people to listen to this great resource. If you have uh, any questions, we would love to hear from you. If you have questions for Martha or what we do at TM Baptist Camps, please send us an email at ccinfo at tmbaptist.org. Until next time, I hope that you look for opportunities to start a conversation about Christ with someone you know. Thanks for listening to Camp Radio, a podcast production of TN Baptist Camps, the official camps and conference centers of the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board. This and other episodes can be downloaded from tnbaptistcamps.org. The ministries of Carson Springs and Linden Valley are supported through the cooperative program and gifts received through the Golden Offering for Tennessee Missions. For more information, visit tnbaptistcamps.org.